0: but neither of them had wives living they appear to have avoided the society of the neighbouring english families and to have led retired lives though both the mccarthys were fond of sport and were frequently seen at the race-meetings of the neighbourhood mccarthy kept two servants a man and a girl turner had a considerable household some half-dozen at the least that is as much as i have been able to gather about the families now for the facts "'On June 3rd—that is, on Monday last—McCarthy left his house at Hatherley about three in the afternoon, and walked down to the Boscombe Pool, which is a small lake formed by the spreading out of the stream which runs down the Boscombe Valley. He had been out with his serving-man in the morning at Ross, and he had told the man that he must hurry, as he had an appointment of importance to keep at three. From that appointment he never came back alive.' from hatherley farmhouse to the bascom pool is a quarter of a mile and two people saw him as he passed over this ground one was an old woman whose name is not mentioned and the other was william crowder a gamekeeper in the employ of mr turner both these witnesses depose that mr mccarthy was walking alone the gamekeeper adds that within a few minutes of his seeing mr mccarthy pass he had seen his son mr james mccarthy going the same way with a gun under his arm. To the best of his belief, the father was actually in sight at the time, and the son was following him. He thought no more of the matter until he heard in the evening of the tragedy that had occurred. The two McCarthy's were seen after the time when William Crowder, the gamekeeper, lost sight of them. The Bascom pool is thickly wooded round, with just a fringe of grass and of reeds round the edge— A girl of fourteen, Patience Moran, who is the daughter of the lodge-keeper of the Boscombe Valley estate, was in one of the woods picking flowers. She states that while she was there she saw at the border of the wood and close by the lake Mr. McCarthy and his son, and that they appeared to be having a violent quarrel. She heard Mr. McCarthy the elder using very strong language to his son, and she saw the latter— raise up his hand as if to strike his father. She was so frightened by their violence that she ran away, and told her mother, when she reached home, that she had left the two McCarthys quarrelling near Pool and that she was afraid that they were going to fight. She had hardly said the words when young Mr. McCarthy came running up to the lodge to say that he had found his father dead in the wood, and to ask for the help of the lodge-keeper." He was much excited, without either his gun or his hat, and his right hand and sleeve were observed to be stained with fresh blood. On following him they found the dead body stretched out upon the grass beside the pool. The head had been beaten in by repeated blows of some heavy and blunt weapon. The injuries were such as might very well have been inflicted by the butt-end of his son's gun, which was found lying on the grass within a few paces of the body. Under these circumstances, the young man was instantly arrested, and a verdict of willful murder having been returned at the inquest on Tuesday, he was on Wednesday brought before the magistrates at Ross, who have referred the case to the next assizes. Those are the main facts of the case as they came out before the coroner, and at the police court. "'I could hardly imagine a more damning case,' I remarked. "'If ever circumstantial evidence pointed to a criminal, it does so here.' Circumstantial evidence is a very tricky thing, answered Holmes thoughtfully. It may seem to point very straight to one thing, but if you shift your own point of view a little, you may find it pointing in an equally uncompromising manner to something entirely different. It must be confessed, however, that the case looks exceedingly grave against the young man, and it is very possible that he is indeed the culprit. There are several people in the neighbourhood, however, and among them Miss Turner, the daughter of the neighbouring landowner, who believe in his innocence, and who have retained Lestrade, whom you may recollect in connection with the study in Scarlet, to work out the case in his interest. Lestrade, being rather puzzled, has referred the case to me, and hence it is that two middle-aged gentlemen are flying westward at fifty miles an hour, instead of quietly digesting their breakfasts at home.' i am afraid said i that the facts are so obvious that you will find little credit to be gained out of this case there is nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact he answered laughing besides we may chance to hit upon some other obvious facts which may have been